Welcome to Ohanga. My name is Bella, and today we will be speaking with Rebecca. Um, now. Okay, so I'll just jump into it. Um, yep. Can you walk me through the kind of art that you do? Sure. So I am a driftwood, um, pebble, shell, sea glass artist. I, I really, I guess I, I think a better term for me would be a beachcomber artist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my business cards spell out what I basically use, but typically anything that I find interesting on the beach, I mean, is is something I might apply to my art. Um, so it's all natural, you know, it's, it's the driftwood and shells that I find just locally, mm-hmm. you know, right here on Aquidneck Island. Um, usually I don't even have to leave Portsmouth. I find pretty much everything I need and, you know, each beach has its own, um, sort of specialty I mean this beach I'm at right now is great for driftwood mm-hmm. and um, some some shells and then down at Island Park Beach that has great oyster shells some sea glass mm-hmm. and we have a beach in Middletown that has uh, a really rough surf and all of the pebbles are really smooth mm-hmm. uh, so that's kind of what I do depending on what I'm in need of <laughs> I go walk that beach mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So what, and it's interesting, um, along the lines of being this uh, beach artist, beach coming artist, you know, I really didn't start this aspect of my art until um, my husband died. Mm -hmm. He, um, oh gosh, it's been going on year eight now. Mm -hmm. And when he was really ill, he had lung cancer he um I would come down we lived in Portsmouth I would come down to the beach all the time just to walk and to sort of you know clear my mind and Mm -hmm. I always loved picking up things from the beach anyway just Mm -hmm. randomly um and he passed and um shortly thereafter his daughter was going to be married and you know I still went to her wedding but I wanted to get some sort of special gift for them so I kind of was looking around on Pinterest, and I saw some really cool stuff. But I saw a couple. This happened to be pebble art, and I saw this couple on the rocks, and I thought, oh, my gosh, that's so pretty. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I knew I could easily do that. So I got some rocks that I liked, went home, did that, gave it as a gift, and they absolutely loved it. And they were like, oh my gosh, Becky, why aren't you doing this? You could be selling this. <laughs> um, so I, I sort of, you know, put that in my mind, and I think I, I continued to do that for a few gifts for different people, mm-hmm. and before long, I, I really recognized I, I enjoyed it a lot, and um, that's really where I started, you know, um, I had had, I had been on Etsy in the past, because I had had one, a vintage shop, I had a card shop where I designed and made my cards. Mm-hmm. I had a clay shop for a little while mm-hmm. um, where I made things with polymer clay. So I kind of knew the Etsy ropes and I thought, you know, I'm just going to give this a shot. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And frankly, it was that plus some word of mouth. And then, um, you know, I got into some shows, local shows, and that's kind of how it was 
how it was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just been, you know, it's been really wonderful. I mean, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with the COVID, that, at least my Etsy shop did give, give me some sales, but, um, you know, the past year, well, all through COVID and into um, this year, uh, my daughter and I became 24-hour care providers for my mother, who was dying of Parkinson's, mm-hmm. and uh, so she passed in February, and I feel like I'm trying to get myself back in the groove again, and interestingly, I had seen, you know, your Ohanga ad, mm-hmm. you know, it's been two months now, and one of my friends is actually... Um, in the store now too so mm-hmm. I thought, wow you guys it sounds like such a great avenue especially um because you make it so personal with the stories and mm-hmm. trying to get the um trying to make the artists real to people mm-hmm. yeah and i love that um so anyway i kind of gave you the back end of my story <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah, so you were talking about how you started with the um, driftwood, you know, pebble art relatively recently, it seems. Um, yeah. Was this your first experience with art? I know you mentioned, you know, your vintage shop and your card and clay shop. Right. Or um, can you take Sorry. me as far back as you can remember, kind of with Absolutely. all of your involvement in so, art? Uh, it's... Um definitely not my first experience. I think I was born to be an artist, mm-hmm. and I grew up in Cape Elizabeth, Maine, and Maine is right on the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad's an artist. He also um, taught school for a while, art, mm-hmm. and um, but his passion was art as far as, you know, doing his own paintings. He was um, an acrylic watercolor artist but he also experimented with a lot of different techniques and I always thought he was ahead of his time as far as some of the stuff he did so he always encouraged me mm-hmm. you know just in my drawing and because I loved to draw and when I was quite young I loved doing uh, you know portraits and close-ups and so I was really into that mm-hmm. for some time And I remember when I got out of high school, I mean, I took a couple of um, just courses at the local college, just, um, you know, just doing portraits and just doing, um, you know, the body, the human Mm -hmm. body. But that was more just for my personal enrichment, I guess. I I wasn't one that traditionally knew what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. uh, when I got out of school, and of course my parents were not, they they just weren't the type that were going to um, try to put me through school, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, they kind of did it the hard way, hard way themselves, Mm -hmm. and I think that, because I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I was very non-traditional, I, things I liked, you know, I loved the ocean, I loved animals, nature, um, you know, that was me, but I was sort of an adventurer, too, so I know when mm-hmm. I got out of school, as an example, um, I wanted to be a horse trainer, so my first my first real away job was in Virginia. I went to this Morgan horse farm to be 
become a horse trainer. And, mm-hmm. of course, it was much more um, farm work, I was soon to discover, mm-hmm. and uh, farm hand kind of stuff. Um, long story short, I got very homesick, so I, needless to say, I didn't end up staying to become a trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I eventually moved to Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, and I ended up in a cooking school because mm. I love cooking, <laughs> <laughs> and that truly, really wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, my next move was, and it was this wasn't planned. This move was not planned. Mm-hmm. I uh, I ended up meeting a librarian man, mm-hmm. and uh, decided to move to Africa. Mm-hmm. So he and I. <laughs> he went home and I went with him. <laughs> um, and I used to say to my friends, they said, well, you know, you I always wanted to be on safari, so this really fits with my personality. Uh, but anyway, that was another whole chapter. And um, we came back when I was pregnant with my daughter. And the, um, the sort of, uh, it wasn't really stable, the government at the time. They've had a lot of... Um, coups and just government mm-hmm. unrest. So anyway, we came back to the States, and I had to become um, an adult, I mm-hmm. should say. So, and that's really where, you know, I ended up being, you know, a secretary and kind of went with that. Um, wasn't ever what I wanted, but, you know, I didn't have any, like, formal training at the time, and mm-hmm. I needed to make money. So we landed in Rhode Island, and, um, you know, I got a job right away. And mm-hmm. that's sort of how it went. Um, you know, I am a perfectionist, and I'm good at what I do, but it's not me. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I ran with that for a long time, um, different jobs, and over time, they I, they were very good in the secretarial world. I mean, I eventually ended up working, you know, as an executive assistant to Mm-hmm. president of an engineering firm and then a president of a large mental health agency and mm-hmm. but all the time I was trying to find my way um, I did end up this would have been like gosh maybe 10 years ago mm-hmm. 12 years ago I did sign up for a graphic design class mm-hmm. at Bristol Community College and you know my mom got ill I left that, but I have probably like, I don't know, 15 credits, and I, then I would finish that. However, you know, it was always like something um, that kept driving me. I worked for a little bit part-time at a floral, floral shop, because mm-hmm. I like floral designing, and it just went on and on for me until, um, you know, I played around with the clay, I made cards, I photos of pets, put them mm-hmm. on cards, I took my dad's art, took photographs, put them on cards, and, um, you know, they were lovely, but they couldn't make any money, really, so, mm-hmm. um, eventually, when my husband passed, I just felt like I, I just could not work that traditional nine-to-five job anymore, it wasn't who I was supposed to be, so, mm-hmm. um, I kind of took a jump at that point after he passed, and um, I actually 
stopped working as an employee for this. It's a mental health agency in Taunton. Mm-hmm. They have about five or 600 employees now. It's a big place, but I, I became a consultant for them so I could spend more time on my art. Um, again, this was like, I want to say seven years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would do things for them. I do special projects for them and a um, little bit of marketing. I help with grants. I just help them with write-ups and things like that myself. But when mm-hmm. I'm home, it's all about my art. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm older, mm-hmm. 61, and I really feel that this is my time. I, I, I can't, you know, I spent most of my life doing something that didn't serve me. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of your questions um, on the thing you sent me. It said, um, how do you deal with struggling artists? Mm, yes. And I thought to myself, I love it. <laughs> you know, there you can call me a struggling artist all day. Yeah, that's great because <laughs> I, for me, my stereotype was being a struggling um, secretary. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that was a stereotype. It was like, um, she, oh, this woman, you know. She didn't go to college. That was her whole life doing that. And I always felt stigmatized by that. Mm-hmm. Even though I know they're very crucial to the people <laughs> they work for, especially if you're good at it. But um, it, it just, for me, it was really, um, I didn't like telling people what I did because, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, that's what I do. Um, but who I am is an artist always. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love to see beauty in things. Um, you know, when I walk the beach, I, I, if I pick up something, because I pick up a lot of rocks of all sizes, I'm looking at it just to see what I see. And typically, mm-hmm. I'll see something. If I don't, I don't take it home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of the same with, you know, the drift with the shells. I love to see a vision. And even if I don't see, like, with my shells and things, like, I, I like to come up with ideas of something that nobody's ever done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started my little business, Tree to See Art, and I, I couldn't figure out what to name it because I didn't want it to just be coastal, you mm-hmm. know, what you would consider shells and but I love the forest. I love trees. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I thought, well, I have to get the trees in there, and I have to get the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, interestingly enough, uh, you know, it's the trees that the, the sticks and branches are blown down into the beach, and then they're weathered by the tide mm-hmm. um, and become driftwood. So that's kind of why I went with the name I, I chose Um one of the things I did fairly early on was um, a friend of mine's sister was um, having a birthday, and she, it was a special birthday. And mm-hmm. She asked me if I'd ever done, like, a tree of life, because her sister would just love trees of life, and mm-hmm. I hadn't. Um, I hadn't seen any trees of life at all, except for little wire ones that people do. Um, so I thought about it. And I came up with a, an idea that I thought I would like, and I kind of went with it. 
Mm-hmm. It looks a little different than they do now, but um, they loved it. So eventually mm-hmm. I did them for my site. And so knock on wood, I mean, I have, <laughs> I am Etsy, Pinterest, Junkie. I have not seen any of those mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. I've seen artists that try to do other things with their driftwood, but mm-hmm. uh, as far as I know, I think I'm the only one in the country that's doing driftwood trees of ours. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> trees of life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I really, you know, even, and then I do this other thing, which is called a um, seashell bouquet, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like a bouquet where you would be holding it like, if, you know, if you were in a wedding or something, so mm-hmm. the end looks like a bouquet you would hold, and then all the different shells, um, make up the you know the flowers that would come out of it so and that's unique for me um the other thing I did on Etsy I know there's there's not a lot of uh, Christian artists there's Mm. not a lot of stuff on Etsy that I thought people might like to buy so I came up with my um I call it um at the foot of the cross and mm. it's very simple but it's a really big seller those are my three big sellers on etsy mm-hmm. the tree of life the seashell decay and the um at the foot of the cross and each one's different you know we've got the driftwood one we've got the shells and then we've got the pebbles <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um the other thing is i do a lot of um custom work mm-hmm. and i have people who will email me text me or you know direct message me, whatever, and say, you know, this I, I have an anniversary coming up, or I have a wedding, so I have some, probably 12 things I've done um, that are really kind of special to me, mm-hmm. but they're all custom things, because I like the challenge of it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's um, when I have to start doing the same thing over and over again, you know, it's, um, <laughs> it's not as fun. Mm-hmm. But I love the challenge of just going with um, it. You covered a lot, and I really enjoyed your story. That was um, seems like you got, you've done a little bit of everything. <laughs> oh, I have. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's good to show that you know, I mean, don't don't give up on your dreams because you know, otherwise, I think we feel so unfulfilled if we if we don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Have you um now? Do you look at the artists? Have you seen any of my work? Or you just take the stories? Oh no, I I've seen a few of them. I was seeing what um I I do remember uh, looking at the foot of the cross. I saw um those on your Etsy page and yeah. The um where you can see all of my work is um on Instagram. Mm hmm. And I'm there as Tree to See Art. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I put everything there, so mm-hmm. I have a lot of my um, custom work mm-hmm. as well as everything that I have tried. Just some for me, whatever it might be. It, it's all on that Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit to your uh, motivation and inspiration behind your art? Um, whether it's subject matter, specific style, um, what about it yeah. really speaks to you? Sure. Um, well, I think. As far as, you know, inspiration, I, I certainly got that, I think, from my dad, definitely. Mm. His, you know, his work was just really, it was inspiring to see what he did. And mm-hmm. he sold locally in Maine. Um, 
and also the well maybe this falls under inspiration but I spent my whole childhood on the beaches of Maine basically mm-hmm. and a lot of times just by myself and um picking up the sea glass and you know just seeing the starfish and mm-hmm. all of it um, those are my most precious memories and I've been drawn to the ocean my whole life so mm-hmm. um as far as you know for my current art I just feel like it's me I'm home mm-hmm. art general as far as a motivating factor you know I, I'm a very expressive person I'm a creative person I mm-hmm. you know I, I I'm lucky I can add two plus two I don't I'm not left brain <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the left brain that's in a little bit more. I'm totally on the other side mm-hmm. and um so whether it's been even you know poetry I had a phase of poetry and um mm-hmm. I had a page I mean journaling and um the cards the sketching that it's it was sort of um I just think it's you know inside me the the motivation doesn't really um it's almost like I don't need the motivation mm-hmm. if I have the time and um you know the ability to step back from all of the craziness and you know there's been a lot of craziness that I've had to deal with um Mm-hmm. Kids, you know the constant work kids stepchildren my husband and his illness and passing my mother her illness I feel like you know that was my sanity stepping away into that creative part of me that mm-hmm. that's kind of what motivates me to be happy mm-hmm. yeah. and I guess that's a good thing that I don't need like you know a lot of money I mean it'd be nice but <laughs> you know what I need to be out in mm-hmm. the beauty of this world and just trying to make more beauty from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, can you walk me a little bit through your um, artistic process itself? I don't know if you have a specific workspace, but just um, yeah, how you go about Um, absolutely. So this is, again, an interesting story, but, um, we, I have lived here in this condo with my mom Mm -hmm. for quite a while. And and originally it was her condo. It belongs to me now, but, um, my dad passed and then, um, she had gotten ill and my husband and I came and lived with her there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he got ill, and so once he passed, it was my mom and I. So that said, eventually my ju- my daughter joined us, so it's a two-bedroom condo, so we're pressed for space. Mm-hmm. And I would do my art in the bedroom, mm-hmm. or, you know, I might take a corner of the couch with a, uh, bring out a little work table, and, um, it was always a challenge to find space. Sometimes I'd go out on the patio, but the you know, unfortunately, it you have to collect a lot of stuff and you have to have a place for it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that got challenging. I'd have stuff in the garage, or you know, every nook and cranny had like my supplies. And, not, and it's not a lot of supplies. It's what I work with: the, the driftwood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, lots of bins, closet filled with bins instead of clothes, <laughs> and um, 
my uh, daughter would laugh at me. She says, Mom, you're the only person that has a bed that has sticks in it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I tried. <laughs> so anyway, today, mm-hmm. I, I actually have an art room. Um, one of the bedrooms, you know, is turned into an art room. So I have plenty of space to work and big table to spread out on. And it's, it's <laughs> nice. Good lighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of how it evolved mm-hmm. yeah uh and my process really is um because I love walking I mean I basically am always collecting mm-hmm. you know when I'm out on the beach sometimes so it's if I'm doing driftwood it's sort of um, I have to bring a bigger bag and I'm kind of climbing a little bit more onto some of the um the side um you know, the, almost like the, the edges on some of the beaches and where mm-hmm. they tend to accumulate from the um, when the tides push it in. Mm-hmm. So some days I'll come home with full bags, and then they have to be sorted by size, and then they have to be uh, they have to sit in a bleach and water solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically, if it's small pieces, it, it's not a long process. If it's bigger pieces, they have to sit usually for a couple of days and. And then I just lay them out on the patio and, and, you know, dry them out. You can also boil them. I don't do that as much, but um, some of my other art, I you can actually boil it and mm. just get the, you know, whatever bacteria or, or mm-hmm. anything that might be lingering around. So, yeah. um, so that's always part of the process. And then, um, you know, and then I just put them in, in the bins and um, use them as I need. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's really, um, now when I do, like, driftwood, I tend to spray it, you know, with a little bit. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, the phone made a funny noise. (laughs) I spray it with a little bit of, like, um, polyurethane just to kind of help the wood protect Mm -hmm. it a little bit. Um, Depending on what I'm doing, I usually will put a little bit of gloss on the shelves um, Mm -hmm. and pebbles if needed. Mm-hmm. You know, it depends on the item. Um, so, yeah, that's that's sort of the prep part. Most of my things are in shadow boxes. Not mm-hmm. everything. Some mm-hmm. things are, you know, just out more rustic looking, just, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. The, the biggest challenge is finding shadow boxes that, you know, I've found two different brands that I really like, and then they've changed them both, so it's like, mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much my process. What would you say is the ultimate goal for your art, and what do you want it to mean or to be for your audience? Um, well, I think I'm heading in that direction. I do know that for um, a lot of the people who get my art, they're, they're very... Um, it speaks to them. They're, they're, you know, it it moves them in some way, and that's what art's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really what I want from my audience. I want them to feel a certain feeling when Mm -hmm. they look at my art and, and just, you know, it's like with paintings or anything else. I mean, you know, it's, it's subjective, obviously, because people's different things with different, you know, um, mediums, but Mm -hmm. I want to be able to just 
I guess I want people to love my art, but I also want to be able to sell it full time. That would be my my dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, like I said, I've I've gotten a late start in really pushing that, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't think I'm beyond that either. I oh, think yeah. that mm-hmm. um, there's definitely a market. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that before. I, I know it. But I've never been in a position that I really want to just like um, tackle it with, you know. Yeah. <laughs> everything I have. So mm-hmm. I'd love to be able to not have to do any more consulting work and just create. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full time. Yeah. And that's the other part too. Is I mean, my son keeps telling me um, he has a good friend of his. I forget his name now, but um, he's known him for quite a while. He, to golf together and stuff but this guy he came up with a technique of painting and it's 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 big mm-hmm. he does big stuff and he does a lot with splashes of paint and, but I mean his stuff it's crazy the prices he gets oh. and, you know, that's what mm-hmm. my kids always say to me you know I think that's one of my fears is that you know is it good enough mm. and I, I think that I don't know if Ohunga has people that can really help me price to get the most out of what it is I'm making because some things are very time consuming too so you know but I think to actually do something full time you you have to price it accordingly Mm -hmm. otherwise it's just you know yeah (laughs) you can keep it as a hobby but you can't really yeah so Mm -hmm. but that's my goal is I'd love to just do that and um, you know, enough to have a comfortable life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if somebody wants to <laughs> pay me zillions, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Not my motive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think we covered pretty much um, everything that we were looking for. So thank you for being so um, helpful with all of that and forthcoming with your story. No Thank you.